We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. Step nine. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm spoiling mine, but... Well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not even on top of you. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to Apocaflix Now, our main show here at Apocaflix Movies, the YouTube channel. I'm your host tonight, Jacob Barton, and I'm joined by these two gentlemen here uh, that you can see on your screen. I'll go ahead and introduce Gio Ramos first. What's going on, Gio? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um been a crazy work week already it's only tuesday um just you know downtown sacramento is extremely busy and uh just trying to keep up with that by the way um i'm just going to take a moment right now um if you're watching and you didn't know uh jacob the host myself and mr berlin here we're all living in the Sacramento area and you may have heard um, through national, you know, news, television, whatnot, that uh, downtown Sacramento experienced a mass shooting over the weekend. And um, it really affected all of us, um, particularly in this uh, stream, because we live so close to that area and just, you know, we just can't imagine something like that would what happened so close to us until it finally does. So we just want to take a moment to send our thoughts and prayers to all the victims out there. Anybody who may have been affected. Um, the three of us being from the area or living in the area, we just, it really hits us. And so we just want to send our prayers out to everybody and hope you all um, are receiving a tremendous amount of love and support. So that's all to, to add to that. Um, First of all, it's it's awful, and it was it's one of the worst that uh, has happened in a, in a long time. And they did have two suspects in custody earlier today, mm-hmm. which is a huge, huge thing. Um, but Keith and Brian are actually out of the five of us. Uh, they are the two that actually live in the city limits of Sacramento. Yeah, and um, Keith Sacramento was down is, there two hours before it happened. Yeah, too. Sacramento is it's a larger. It's considered a larger area and in our cities that we live in are considered part of Sacramento. And there's there's a dozen of them that are in the greater. They call it the greater Sacramento area. Um, yeah. but Keith and Brian, they actually live inside the city limits of Sacramento. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's terrible. Uh, but thankfully, everyone is is OK here and everyone we know. It's uh, it's rough. It's rough. Actually, it's funny. Gabby and I. It's not really funny, but Gabby and I went to. It was our anniversary yesterday. And we actually went to grab dinner downtown, right across from the Kings Arena, and mm-hmm. just going down there felt eerie because of everything happening. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And we had questioned kind of where we wanted to park just because we weren't sure what was happening, and they hadn't got anybody yet at that time, and um. It's it's a weird thing to kind of have an, have that something like that happen so close. You know, it's from uh, from us it's 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and it's it's pretty wild. So 
Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Gio. Like that's something definitely important to us. And I I'm terrified when, when I hear about stuff like that happening, especially in our hometown, because we know so many people here and you, you never know when it could be somebody that, you know, or somebody that you used to know. So thank you all for the support. We really, really appreciate it. And yeah, there's no easy way to talk about that, but yeah, it's definitely a, uh, something that is terrible and hopefully does not happen again anywhere <laughs> ever so yeah thank you all for for the support and jimmy freckles did i see you're from lbc long beach city is that yeah. is that what that is because i'm in the my um i basically grew up in long beach city because my grandpa lives there and i used to go there every summer and visit for the whole summer. So if, it, if that's Long Beach, nice man. I, I love P- that town. And just real quick, shout out to PJ. He he's from Sac. Um, oh, nice. Oh. So he he's awesome. from Sacramento. He resides in good old Arizona now. But uh, yeah, so um, that's that's another another brother from this area. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jake, other than that crappy stuff that, that we all have to deal with, uh, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm I've had uh it's it's been a week here at this household. Um obviously you guys all know we're in the midst of wedding planning and that's that's been a lot of of stuff happening here uh under this roof. Um a lot of wedding planning going on, kind of back and forth a lot of things and I mean we're 4 months away at the moment, just over 4 months away. So um it's getting close and uh, over the weekend, my backyard got finished. I know that I told you guys we were remodeling the backyard. Backyard yeah. is finished, and now it's putting together the nooks and crannies. And I basically spent uh, Friday afternoon slash evening, Saturday and Sunday all in the backyard. And I about wanted to fall asleep at like <laughs> two o'clock on Sunday. I the yeah. sun because it was it was really nice over the weekend here in San. Yeah. Um, and I was just spent. I was so tired. Um, and this week with work has been a little rough cause it's end of the month. And if you know, end of the month stuff with work, it's, it's a little rough sometimes closing out billing and stuff. But, uh, other than that, man, I'm, I'm good. Dogs are chilling. We're healthy. Gabby's working her tail off, but she's healthy. Uh, no, nothing major to complain about here. So awesome. That's good to hear, man. I can't wait to see the house, you know, once it's all, <laughs> we haven't been over in a while, so can't wait. Yeah, to see no, it. Hey, we're, we've been, and we've been talking about behind the scenes yeah. and we can tell <laughs> our viewers know we, we try to do a team meeting, uh, every month or two. It's been a little bit since our last one, we've been pretty busy, but, uh, um, I usually hold them, whether it be here at the house or a restaurant somewhere in the area. Uh, now that the backyard's finished, we got, we got some, we got a place to be. Absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, yeah, so Keith should be joining us here a little bit later. Um, he will be. And we're also we're going to talk about some of the movies that we that we've watched recently. We are going to obviously talk about Bruce Willis and just basically celebrate his career. Um, but before we get to that, we are going to get to the thing that I'm going to stall so I can bring up the <laughs> every time, Jacob, every time <laughs> the hey. movie watching challenge. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. actually if you had not said anything, we we would have just. But you went yeah. with it. Yeah, it's, it's funnier just... <laughs> that I can bring it up like that. You know, it's every yeah. it's two weeks in a row. You're like this. I'm stalling. I'm no, stalling. it's my fault because I start transitioning and then I'm like, oh shoot, I'm the one who's supposed to click it. So so there we go. I got it this time. Uh, just gotta scroll down a little bit there. But yes, the movie watching challenge. So every week, one of us are challenged to a new movie, or not a new movie, but a movie that we haven't seen. So it's new a to new us. movie for you. Yeah. New, yeah, new movie for us, new movie for the viewer. Um, I was challenged to In Bruges, 
the Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson movie. Nice. Uh, and you can get my thoughts on that um, on the YouTube channel. The video went up earlier today. Quick, quick just, thoughts, though, Jacob. Just quick, quick thoughts. Um, it's like a couple sentences. <laughs> yeah. So I, this movie completely surprised me because I remember I asked you guys, what is it? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it, a, it's kind of a little bit of everything, right? It's hilarious, pretty deep and dark. So yeah, I was pretty shocked. I would, it, it went places I was not expecting. And I go a little bit in depth on that on the review. So go ahead and check that out. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's definitely worth a watch. If you ever get a chance, check it out. Because it is, it is one of the most unique movies I've ever seen, to be honest. It's very, very unique. And I'm sure Jake knows what I'm talking about. Um, but yes, so I challenge the next viewer. And Jake, we haven't talked about this yet. But I'm challenging you. Ooh, and I know because I edited the video, but that's okay. yeah. So I was gonna ask you if you knew <laughs> that I challenged you and what movie it is, but I, I saw on the video I it pops up on the yeah. screen. He's going to be watching Eyes Wide Shut, the Stanley Kubrick film starring Tom Cruise oh. and Nicole Kidman. And look, I know it's on the list, but I think a couple weeks ago you had mentioned that this is a movie that is on your radar. You know, it's uh, sometime so soon. I, when I was editing the video uh, earlier. And I was like, oh, cool. Eyes wide shut. And then it popped in my head about two weeks ago. I almost rented it to watch it. Not no oh, joke. Wow. Like it yeah. was like the biggest coincidence. I was I had been going through this uh, this kind of like Tom Cruise phase of watching films of his from the past. And obviously Eyes Wide Shut being a big one uh, of yeah. his past. But I knew that I think the reason why I didn't watch it then is because from what I've heard, it's a movie you have to watch that like requires your 100% attention, but also not in a situation where someone can see the screen and be like, oh, oh my God, what are you watching? Like, I've, yeah. I've heard some things about it. <laughs> Same. So I want to make sure that I may be like watching it while Gabby's sleeping or in the living or something, not somewhere where people are like oh, overlooking my shoulder being like, what the F is that dude watching? Yeah, Maybe it does get a little weird. Um, okay, okay, good to know, good to know. I, I would say don't watch it with your parents in the room. That's oh, well, probably duh, a good duh, thing. Duh, 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 duh. But hey, Gabby can join you while you watch the movie. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. She's, she's going to be so bored, dude. If she's interested. Geo, have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? I know we've talked about it before. I have not, but I've heard stories about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. interesting. Turn down that surround sound, Jake, and you know. Yeah, um, or more like crank Kubrick up that sound. surround sound. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sound, hey, Dolby. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw this movie when I was very young. Probably shouldn't have, but you know, you know how it goes. Um, but yes, uh, Jake will be watching <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. Um, I think people forget that Stanley Kubrick directed this movie i think it was one of his last movies um it was, yeah, it was near, what late late 90s i think yeah very near the end of his career so people in the chat what was stanley kubrick's last movie excuse me i bet you pj knows that's I, a, I bet you pj knows it's a great trivia question um this is 99 yeah come on pj what was 99. kubrick's last movie yeah but um but so yeah, so Jake will be eyes watching wide Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. And, <laughs> and uh, reviewing it for the shut, YouTube yeah. channel. So, hey, what a way to go out. <laughs> he Kubrick didn't do a movie for 12 years. That's crazy. Wait a minute. The, the, the first, the movie before that that he did was Full Metal Jacket in 87. Yeah, I was going to wow. say, I, thought, well, I mean, I'm referring to the chat. I thought AI was directed by Spielberg. It is Spielberg, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But man, Kubrick, 12 years? That's... That's a wow. big deal. 
I mean, Jake, can you imagine Danny Villeneuve not directing a movie for twelve years? Like, dude, I would, I would, I would probably kill myself. (laughs) I would hate that. Would suck. I would effing Uh, hate that, dude. Yeah, he was more prolific earlier in his career, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent, 100%. He's getting older, obviously. What were you saying, Gio? No, I mean that's like James Cameron between titanic and avatar you know? i thought you were just gonna say between avatar and avatar 2 and i was about to kick you off this stream <laughs> i mean okay let's true, move on though? to our next topic let's Isn't just move on true? to our next topic that's, that's just 29 that's true yeah 2009 to wait he hasn't wait, hold, hold on he hasn't directed since avatar no no he hasn't directed no. a feature film since avatar no way yeah he hasn't he so was that's the same amount of time me he was going to do Alita Battle Angel, but that went to Robert Rodriguez. And yeah. That's crazy. Oh my God. Dang, he hasn't James. directed a movie since Avatar. What are you doing, James? What the f- We're, We got to move on. We Avatar 2 better be. We're excited for Avatar. No. No. But, um... <laughs> no. Let's just move on. Please. Yeah. So check in on. next week. We'll get Jake's thoughts and we'll find out who he's challenging um, for the next movie watching challenge. All right. So since, you know, we got the boys here and we got a little bit of time here let's talk about some of the movies that we've been watching we don't always get a chance to do this um and it's it's always good checking in talking with our buddies and the viewers about what movies we've been watching jake since you kind of brought this up i'll go to you first man what's what's on your mind would you yeah. do lately so i i wanted to i wanted to bring this up just because uh we did this a lot during quarantine Obviously, because we needed topics to talk about and we were like talking to each other about what we were watching, etc. But I just thought before we kind of get into the nitty gritty about Bruce Willis and kind of celebrate him and the unfortunate things that are kind of happening with him. Maybe we'll take 10 minutes to talk about maybe some of the films we've been catching up on, especially because the Oscars came and went and some of those movies now are available. Uh, For me, the one there's three movies that I've caught up on recently and there's one that I still haven't gotten a chance to watch. I'm really looking forward to. But the three are... uh, Oh my god, I'm forgetting the full name of it. Uh, hold on uh, a second. So, so I have Turning Red, duh. Yeah. Turning Red. I have Encanto and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That's what it was. I oh, forgot the okay. beginning of Tammy Heavy Faye. Hitter, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I watched all three of those in the last, uh, I would say, probably about a week, maybe to ten days, somewhere around there. Um, and there are movies that I've been looking forward to. You guys know how big of a fan of Jessica Chastain I am. Uh, I've been a fan of hers for a very, very long time. I'll watch anything that that Pixar does, you know, obviously uh, Encanto and and then Turning Red, you know, is a movie that so many people were talking about as a film. Um, So those are the three that I've that I really focus on. The one that I'm really wanting to watch is Coda. And I just haven't gotten a a time and place to do it because it is it is focused on a deaf family. I want to make sure that my full focus is there because I know it's going to be a lot of visuals and I don't yeah. want to have my eyes going everywhere. Um, so I got to find a time and place for that. But no, look, The Eyes of Tammy Faye was a, was a good movie. Uh, I really, really liked it. But I thought the performance of Jessica Chastain is what I came out of that movie thinking about more. Uh, and obvious, she, you know, obviously she won the Oscar for it. Uh, and rightfully so. I thought she was fantastic. The role is you, you need to be able to step foot into someone like that. And there's very few people that can do that to that level. And Jessica Chastain is obviously one of them. Uh, Andrew Garfield was fantastic in that as well. It's funny. I didn't even know he was in that movie before I started watching it. Yeah, you're um, breaking news for me. Because uh, he, it's just her on the poster. The title's about her. 
Like, I don't even remember if I even saw like a full blown trailer for the film. I just knew that it was Jessica Chastain in this film about this woman named Tammy Faye. And that's essentially all I went into going or, or knowing. Um, I don't need to say much about either Turning Red or Encanto. Those two films, they speak for themselves. Turning Red is absolutely fantastic. It's one of my favorite animated films in the last, I don't know how many years. Yeah, it's um, great. It's, it's so enjoyable. Uh, there's so many great meanings and everything in that film. Um, and the characters are fantastic. I think the characters are fantastic. The animation is fantastic. Uh, the mythology behind it is fantastic. And the same can be spoken for for Encanto. Um, uh, just the idea of that film and two films that are focusing on, you know, uh, different societies and how their backgrounds influence the modern day take on these uh, on these families, right? Like, you know, in Encanto, they have this family who goes back generations of this magic, etc., that is now affecting them today. Same yeah. thing is in Turning Red. You know, this young girl who is going through life is now dealing with this gigantic thing of turning into a red panda. And it's all about what has come before her with all of this family history, these choices that have been made by her former relatives, etc. Um, two very powerful films. Uh, really, really enjoyed them. I love the color, the vibrancy of them. And uh, it's just, it's Pixar at their best. It really is. When Pixar does original stuff um, that isn't sequels, that's that's when they're at their best. And I can't be happier with those two animated films. I haven't felt like this about Pixar films, like two Pixar films in the same year in a long time. Um, and I know Turning Red just came out recently, like it's technically this year, but in the last like six months or so, uh, it uh, it's they're on a really good run right now. So, and next up is Lightyear. So like, boom. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you say which one you like better, Encanto or Turning Red? Because I have it's easy for me. It's easy for me. Hi, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. I'm surprised you have I, to think about it that I, hard. I think, yeah, I really I love them. I think I'll go turning red. Yeah, me too. Um yeah. but I would be interested in my thoughts after I watch them again. Yeah. So I actually I didn't like Encanto that much. It's a good movie, but I was like, oh, that was good. But Turning Red, I absolutely... I gave them both four out of five stars, so put it that oh, way. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Um, Gio, I'll go to you, man. Uh, any thoughts on those movies that Jake watched? Uh, and what have you been watching? So I've seen Encanto and Turning Red only through... You have a little niece. They're on the house niece. all the time. My niece watches both of those all the time. I mean... I've seen those movies like probably three times now, but all out of order as if Christopher <laughs> Nolan directed it, you know? There you like, go. <laughs> um, hey, real quick, Jake. So you saw those movies because of the Oscar, right? Oscars, right? Or mainly like coming off of the Oscars. Right? I saw, I saw Tammy Faye because of the Oscar. Uh, I, Encanto and Turning Red. So Gabby and I actually watched Turning Red together. She wanted to watch it. And I had been trying to get her to watch Encanto um, but we just hadn't found the time. And I remember starting in Kanto like maybe a month ago, but I only got like literally like 30 seconds into the movie. Like the grandma was telling the little girl about the story about the family and I had to shut it off and I never went back to it. So uh, it's just mainly because of wanting to watch them. Tammy Faye was because of the Oscars. That That's the one because of the Oscars. And I'm cur I haven't finished it, but I did start Spencer, uh, but I'm only mm. like 20 minutes into Spencer. So coming off the Oscars. 
yeah, I it's it's mainly because of the the Oscar stuff. That's why I'm kind of catching up on these at the moment. So I I was gonna bring up Spencer. I'll just ask you now. Um, isn't well, you saw 20 minutes of it, right? I think Kristen Stewart's great in it. Like from what she's seen, incredible. Yeah. I'm I'm questioning the film though. Honestly, the film. Look, I'll be honest. The film's kind of boring. Honestly, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Only 20 minutes. Into. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's kind of boring. Some I didn't say. Somebody else said this um online they said it's like a long perfume commercial and that's exactly what it feels like brutal that's but kristen stewart insanely good yeah and that's and that's fine it's more about the performance in the movie but i do wish the movie did have a little bit more oomph to it but i get it you get it yeah it's still worth finishing though still worth finishing yeah go ahead geo no well, you asked Jake a question. That's how we got off. That's how we got off track. Well, well gee, well, are you just going to say that you've been rewatching the Snyder Cut or something? Or what? I was going to say, coming off, smirking, the, huh? coming off the Oscars, did you? Yeah, you, oh that's what you did. Goodness. Oh, my God. Did you get to watch this coming off the Oscars? Jesus. Uh, we can't we escape it. We can't. No, we can't. We literally can't. We can't. At least ah. one, once a stream. This is ridiculous, man. Um, By the way, those firings at Warner Media. Yeah. Okay, it. let's not get into that. Okay. We're talking about Anyways, what we've been watching. Um, so Jake, so Gio's been watching Snyder Cut. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, honestly, all right. All, all seriousness, um, I saw a documentary that I have been meaning to watch for quite the some Lakers time one. Now. Huh? The Lakers one? No. Oh, okay. I'm, you see, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. Okay. I know, but you're I mean, a basketball. You can't fan, watch it. So. Yeah. yeah. No. I, Winning but, time. Um. So. A lot of you out there have probably heard and maybe have seen uh, Val Kilmer's documentary. Oh, called... you watch Val. I saw Val. I don't know. Maybe it was the Top Gun Maverick trailer that, you know, from last week that I keep forgetting you know... that's even available. Yeah, it's on HBO uh, Max. And let me tell you, I just not only do you get a deeper appreciation of Val Kilmer as an artist, as a filmmaker, um, but it also makes you just realize how much you miss him, you know, and seeing Mm -hmm. him and having grown up in the nineties and like um, Batman forever being really the first Batman movie as a kid that I, you know, just loved and enjoyed. And yeah, it's not the best Batman movie, but you know, for me, the worst, all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Hashtag release the Schumacher cut. Oh, stop <laughs> it. What? Stop it. Oh, my goodness. That's what I do. But anyways, uh, Val. Yeah. I mean, what a just an incredible documentary. I mean, it's something that I think every film buff should be required to watch. It's it's very deep, very emotional. I mean, they do not hold back on val kilmer's struggles throughout his film uh you know time in hollywood i mean he's still you know active we're gonna see him hopefully share the screen with tom cruise and top gun maverick but then it also shows val kilmer his personal life and specifically him you know going through you know treatment for his throat cancer that he went through and it's just watching it and just like it's it's just so emotional for you know people who have enjoyed his movies and seen you know a lot of his movies you know whether you're growing up or catching them in recent years and whatnot and you just you can't help it but like 
love the guy, love his personality. He, throughout his entire life, he just had a video recorder with him. And you see a lot of behind the scenes. I mean, there is footage of him with a very young Kevin Bacon, a very young Sean Penn, um, while on the set of the first Top Gun movie back in 86. Um, he talks about Batman Forever. He talks about, you know, his career in the 2000s and how he was viewed as the actor who was difficult to work with and whatnot. And just he, it's a very honest depiction of Val Kilmer. And uh, I'll spend all my time talking about that documentary. It's absolutely worth a watch on HBO Max if you got it. Check out Val and you'll just you will be wowed by by what you see gee i I would love to uh i would love to have you shoot a review for the channel on that full-blown full-blown discussion on that oh hell yeah (laughs) yeah you basically just gave one right there yeah i mean i would i would love to get like your full-blown thoughts about everything that way people can really get your get your opinions on it yeah yeah absolutely i I mean just i mean it's a documentary that i wouldn't mind revisiting again that's how well made it is that's how honest it is it's unbiased unfiltered val kilmer and is you know just him as a person not just an artist and you should absolutely check it out i don't know if you guys have i mean obviously you guys probably have some interest in watching it so yeah no absolutely i heard about it a few months ago and i i'm definitely interested in checking it out for sure don't even get me started on that samir oh my god yeah they touch on tombstone and man just oh god yeah i'm, I'm with you doc call it oh man one of the <laughs> greatest performances in any western you'll ever see awesome jacob uh, uh what have you been watching lately yeah so i'll tell Sorry. you what i didn't watch oh, you're and I, you're I told jake about this really quick i forgot to mention it um <laughs> i i bought tickets to go watch morbius right we haven't talked about morbius at all yet bought tickets to go watch morbius Probably won't. saturday night was on my way out the door and uh taylor and i my girlfriend we were leaving and we couldn't lock our front door so it's one of those where it just has the top lock and you have to turn the key and lock it you can't lock it any other way our door would not lock. It wouldn't budge. The keyhole wouldn't budge, but you can lock it from the inside. <laughs> so we were like, well, what are we supposed to do? We're not going to go to the movie. Started in 10 minutes. We're not going to go to the movie and leave our door unlocked all night. It, this was like 830 at night, right? Saturday night, our apartment complex, they're all closed down. So we decided not to go. And I'm like, I guess that's the universe telling me not to go watch Morbius. So <laughs> Damn. I was like, I'm not going to go make another attempt and go out of my way to try to go watch it. I set aside Saturday night for it. Guess it was a no-go. I'll see it eventually. Um, but one thing that I did watch recently, it was uh, Death on the Nile. Oh, and look, here we go. I love Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Absolutely love Kenneth Branagh. Director and actor-wise. I just watched, I also watched a few weeks ago, what was his Oscar movie? Uh Belfast. Belfast. Watch Belfast. Amazing. I have no idea how the same director directs Belfast and then directs Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Or Artemis Fowl. Is, oh, I know, right? Death on the... Look, I'm getting to a place where like I don't want to crap on movies, but Death on the Nile is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Like It honestly feels like a spoof of Agatha Christie. 
Like it straight up feels like a spoof. I could not take it seriously. And it, and halfway through the movie, I figured out exactly what was going to happen. And that exactly happened. And it just, it just felt so cheesy. Honestly, it felt so cheesy. So I look, I liked murder on the Orient express. It wasn't great, but I liked it. I was like, okay, I'm excited for death on the Nile. No more. Like, I don't think they're. I don't think Disney is gonna fund another one of these movies, but it's I'm I'm done with. Them. I'm gonna. Gabby Gabby's been looking forward to it, and I know that's on HBO and Hulu now. So we're gonna we're gonna check it out here soon. It's so. entertaining, I guess. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's not a good movie. Um, it happens. But, uh, it happens. You know. Yeah, it it does happen. But Belfast is absolutely incredible. So Kenneth Branagh stick more to to the Belfast. Didn't he direct uh, Cinderella live action? Yeah, yes, he did. So he directed Thor too. Thor, I love man. the first Thor. I love Cinderella. I Cinderella. love Jack uh, Ryan Shadow Crew. Kind of a fan. Yeah. Um. So he's obviously he's a great director. So I don't know. I mean, maybe great, he, great, great's a strong word. Great's a strong. Yeah, word. I, I think so because if you, I mean, he just had an Oscar nominated film and I, I, considering Thor and a couple of those his other movies. Um. But yeah. Those other movies bring it down though. <laughs> like Art, I forgot he directed Artemis Fowl. Yeah, man, that was yeah, that was bad. Um, one other one I wanted to bring up really quick is I watched Licorice Pizza, and <sighs> look, Licorice Pizza is a good movie, but I, I didn't. Did, has anybody else seen it? I have. I have almost close to no interest in seeing it. Yeah. So I don't know why. I really do not know why, but I have close to no interest in seeing it. It's supposedly based on real events or whatever, and it's just kind of boring, to be honest. It's just this kid who's this, like, 15-year... I don't know how old he is. He's, like, 15 or 16 young actor who's obsessed with this 25-year-old girl, and he's, like, chasing her the whole movie, and it's, like, nothing happens. Like, it's just boring. So I didn't get the appeal of Licorice Pizza. Um, It... It's all these awards attention and stuff. So I don't know. I guess I'm being negative today. I brought up two movies that I was You're not good. excited You're about. How could you talk like, how could you talk about <laughs> cinema like that? Come on, I know, man. Right? But, uh, um, speaking of cinema, uh, yes, he played Dr. Loveless. Yeah. That was him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh played Dr. Loveless. Get he out. was the one, like the second lead, right? Or no? Or no? Uh, or he, he, was, was... he was the villain. Oh, the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in. Uh, I, by the way, I effing love Wild Wild West. Yeah, who I was watched, that starring with Will Smith? Uh, Who's the other actor? Kevin Conroy. No, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Oh yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of no, that, I, hey, I like Wild Wild West too. That that stop, movie's a lot stop. of fun. Stop. <laughs> stop. Now, hey, the movie the, the movie may be absolutely terrible when it comes to like film reviews and stuff. But man, watching that movie as a kid, I love that movie. Look, we were kids I, when that came out. Yeah. I think we get a pass for any movie that came out when we were a kid. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I mean, I don't know if it's as terrible as people are making it seem. Like, is there entertainment value in it? You know, is it as good as the first men in black? No. Like No, yeah. It was Will Smith right before he caught on to be like an absolute superstar, you know? Speaking hey, stop. Actually, sorry, this was after Independence Day and Men in Black, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was doing a lot of movies. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't watched Wild Wild West as an adult, so maybe I need to revisit it. Hollywood, uh, but I, I remember enjoying it. It's a blast. 
Hollywood needs to chill in regards to pausing all these Will Smith projects. That's all I'll say. Let's like, not get on. into that. Let's, let's let's talk about someone who deserves to be celebrated today. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So we are going to talk about Bruce Willis. Uh, I think Keith should be joining us any minute now. So yes. let's keep an eye out for that. Last week, we left him hanging for like 25 minutes. <laughs> so That was my guess, fault. That was my yeah, fault. I mean... We're paying paying attention to the show, right? So yeah. we gotta we got stuff to focus on. But um, Jake, before we get to that, do you want to tell them about our other shows that we got going on? Yeah. So uh, because TV's been kind of ramping up here, we have two other shows that happened uh, each week on top of Apocalypse Now. Um, and on Wednesdays, with Moon Knight happening on Tuesday nights at midnight, uh, and releasing on Wednesdays, technically, we do our little show here called. Uh, Marvel Rewind. Um, that is essentially us reviewing all of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Um, all of our previous reviews for you know Hawkeye, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, they are all up on the channel. What if? Those are the ones that are up on the channel. You can go check those out. Any reviews of those? Uh, and our Moon Knight one kicked off last week. It was an absolute blast of a discussion. Uh, had such a great time discussing Moon Knight with the fellas. And it happens at 6.30 p.m. Pacific on Wednesdays. Uh, that is the best time for us to do it together. Um, and you'll see a group of us reviewing the second episode tomorrow evening. And then flipping to Thursday, we also do, uh, or not we, but Geo, he heads our Halo reviews. Um, he does Halo reviews with Mr. Sean Wingblade from the Flick and Reel channel. Uh, two avid Halo uh, gamers from years past <laughs> uh, reviewing everything that is the Halo universe. Um, those two reviews for the first two episodes are up on the channel. That is at Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, again, that is the best time for them. Uh, and you might see one of us pop in uh, for an episode here and there. Uh, but Sean and Gio are the two that you will see there each and every week discussing Halo as they are the Halo guys. Um, so, yeah, we have TV reviews here, not just movie stuff. We mm -hmm. love talking about everything that's kind of like a larger universe. Um, and so Moon Knight on Wednesdays, Halo on Thursdays. And then eventually you'll see that transition to the Fandalorian coming back and doing Obi-Wan Kenobi reviews. So we'll talk about that though in May. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jake. Um, yes. All right. So Bruce Willis, there's no easy way to talk. No, about this. not at all, man. Um, he is, he's been diagnosed with aphasia, which yes. look, no medical expert. So I'm going to keep it simple. It affects your cognitive abilities. And basically it affects his ability to like speak and understand language. Basically. And I don't know all the details about that, but even just as a regular human being, that is tragic um, for an actor who that's, that's where you make your bread and butter is, you know, speaking dialogue, all that stuff. Unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with aphasia and he's going to be stepping away from acting. I'm sure everybody knows that, but just wanted to clarify that for anybody who doesn't know. Um, we here at Apocalypse Movies wanted to celebrate the career of Bruce Willis. Like, we don't know. Hypothetically, maybe he can get better and be back in movies someday. But as of now, we don't know if that's going to be the case. So we do want to celebrate Bruce Willis, talk about some of our favorite movies, some of our favorite moments and just his career in general. But also, like, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, like, we're all around the same age. We grew up in an era, like, when we were able, when we were kids, young teenagers, it was all about the movie star. 
the movie star was the draw. Like nowadays it's more about yep. the IP, the concept, mm-hmm. the director. Yep. Back when we were growing up, it was about the movie star. And there was there were some big names. Like Will Smith was big when we were growing up, obviously still is. You know, we had our Brad Pitts, but I don't know if there was a bigger name than Bruce Willis growing up. I like you just knew he was the man. Yeah. And you the thing about Bruce Willis is he did so many different movies. So his career is so diverse, like from family films to comedies to dramas to die hard. You know, he's done so many different things that like everybody could enjoy him. Even if you're not old enough to watch Die Hard, you could still watch some of his family friendly movies like he and not every actor does that. So, yeah, we want to talk about Bruce Willis and Jake. I'll go to you first, man. I know you're a big Bruce Willis fan. Um, So was there any movies or anything specific you wanted to bring up regarding Bruce Willis? I mean, the obvious one is is the Die Hard franchise. Um, It's something that I, I hold very near and dear to my heart uh die hard is in my opinion the greatest action film ever made the greatest christmas movie ever made john mcclain is one of the greatest characters ever created um i personally believe that all the first four are really good i'm actually a big big live free (laughs) or die hard fan i really am yes Um, is that the third one or the second one that's the fourth one oh okay um uh, yeah, so it's Die Hard, Die Hard 2. They almost called it Die Harder, but it's really Die Hard 2. Uh, then Die Hard with a Vengeance, then Live for Your Die Hard, then A Good Day to Die Hard. Um, and I don't know if there's... Is there one more after that? I think there might be one more. After there that. there was talks of one more. Remember, okay. it was okay. it was called McLean. That's... Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never did um, it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the fourth one. Uh, and just the franchise in general, keeping it as... The original trilogy i mean it's hard to put up an action franchise up against it in those three films you know all three are top-notch action movies that have great stories very compelling the lead obviously being bruce willis as john mcclain you cannot get uh much better than that but keeping that aside and not really talking about the popular stuff he his his resume is absolutely ridiculous and jacob you mentioned it but he kind of touches on so many different genres through a lot of films like obviously he did die hard um the fifth element he touched on the sci-fi version of film yeah yeah um i know someone had mentioned in the chat the last boy scout kind of like a football comedy buddy cops type type of film i mean does anybody remember the kid yeah Uh, i do movie the kid Mm -hmm. see i think that was a disney movie right a family film then you have big sense obviously which jacob i'm sure you're gonna talk about um and we're gonna get to all these movies because keith's gonna bring up some as well because he grew up uh, a little earlier than we did so he really got to experience like the bruce willis time right um the one movie that i wanted to bring up and again there's a lot of them but there's an action film that came out in 2003 from Antoine Fuqua called Tears of the Sun. Um, um, I've never yeah. seen it. I I yeah. remember exactly where I was seeing this movie. I was with my dad. Um, and that's that's how I watched most of my films growing up. We always went used to go on Sunday afternoons. That's that was our thing. Um, and, you know, him being a big movie guy growing up in Bruce Willis day and age. Um, Tears of the Sun it does not get enough credit for an action film and just like a story in general. 
what those characters kind of had to go through and what it touched on and these mercenaries and soldiers being sent in the jungle to rescue, um, you know, uh, people that should not be there and that are in danger. Uh, the film was fantastic in my opinion. And it's, it's, I really, really, really dig the film. And a lot of people may not, you know, fine. So you may think it's a really bad movie, but um, I really, really do like tears of the sun. It's something I really want to revisit. Uh, so that's the one movie that I wanted to bring up. I did want to touch on a comment real quick from Gordon. Gordon brought this up, the Jackal. Um, and because of Bruce Willis, the Bruce Willis news, I've been going back and watching Bruce Willis films. Um, I'm currently in the middle of watching 12 monkeys, which Samir mentioned mentioned, but I watched the Jackal yesterday for the first time. I actually really dug it. He plays the bad guy, which I've never wow. seen. Oh, before. that's cool. Yeah. He plays the villain of the movie and he's a brutal, violent villain. Like big time. Um, it's on Prime Video. Uh, if you're interested in it, it's actually a really, really cool little movie um, where he essentially plays like a mercenary spy, triple A or not triple agent, but like the super secret agent who nobody knows his real name and he's known as by the Jackal. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a pretty fun little movie. But uh, yeah, the one I'd bring up is Tears of the Sun just to start the conversation off. And there's so many more obviously to go through and. Um, it's it's going to be a bummer to not have him around anymore. I know a lot of people over the last couple of years have kind of been giving him flack for the type of films he's been doing and how many films he's been doing. But quite honestly, we have to look at it a little differently now because he may have felt something coming on and he wanted to do as many as he possibly could before he stopped mm -hmm. acting. You know, make sure his family was taken care of by taking these roles where it's a super small budget, but he's getting paid a good amount of money to shoot for two weeks, three weeks. And then he uh, he sets his family up. And now, unfortunately, we won't be getting Bruce Willis films anymore, which is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, it makes me feel bad for skipping up, skipping over all those straight to red box movies. There's but like, oh, man. And, and now it honestly makes me respect him even more because if he's doing that to leave more money for his family, like that's doing it for the right reason. You know, he he doesn't need more money personally, like he's not doing it for selfish reasons. If it's to provide more for his family, then that, that's great for him. Uh, Gio, I know you're a big Bruce Willis fan as well. Um, any thoughts on this news and how it affected you? And what are some movies you want to bring up? Yeah. When I heard about it, like you guys, I was shocked as well, but I was also deeply uh, regret. I felt regretful. Because I was one of those people who was, and I'll admit this, I was one of those people who was pretty critical of Bruce Willis and the kind of projects he was choosing. And it was only because I wanted to see a Bruce Willis comeback. And mm -hmm. I thought his unexpected and memorable cameo at the end of Split was leading mm. toward that and his collaboration with M. Night on Glass. Did, um, wait, did he have a cameo in that? I don't remember. Split? Post credit yeah. scene at the end. Was remember? was he at in the, the post credit scene? Or I thought the yeah. music. Yeah, in, in the diner, he goes. Uh, the waitress is like, you know, this reminds me of the guy in the wheelchair fifteen years ago, and they gave him a funny name too. Hmm, what I don't was it? That for some reason, I remember the music playing, the but I don't remember him. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's at the bar, and yeah, post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was a terrible. Rant. But you know what? <laughs> you're, like, you're fine. You're fine. I, I just I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of 
film fans out there who you know have said some things who wish they could you know take it back and whatnot but all we can do at this point is look at things within the context and just appreciate and celebrate his contributions to hollywood and what impact he has had on our lives you know we look at movies we look at these actors through their work through their art and what kind of entertainment and emotions they provide to us during our free time when we're not working when we're not out there on our purpose or grinding or whatnot and bruce willis is definitely somebody who until you actually sit down and think about it you know take a step back and just realize just how much he is a part of our lives yeah and you know jake you mentioned tears of the th- of of the sun i've only seen that um my first time viewing that was um on dvd um they rented the movie you know and um they being you know my uh my uh, aunts and we watched that and i remember being so uncomfortable with that movie watching it it's a hard watch yeah 13 years old and just the one scene in that movie that sticks out always every time i think about that movie is when the priest is begging like don't do violence in the house of god and just it just it goes on and i won't spoil it check it out tears of the sun but i mean just i'll go ahead and talk about die hard you know and we'll get we'll talk about uh so many of of his movies but like there's a uh, documentary on Netflix called the movies that we love. One of the episodes focuses on die hard and how Fox 20th century Fox, who is now just, you know, uh, what's it called? The century studios. Yeah. They had no faith in this project, especially with somebody like Bruce Willis attached mm-hmm. with John McTiernan, who deserves a comeback in Hollywood, by the way had all the faith in Bruce Willis to deliver an unknown, relatively unknown. We're talking about Bruce Willis in the shadow of a Stallone and a Schwarzenegger, the macho era of action films. And Bruce Willis as John McClane kind of redefined that role. And the rest is history with diehard John McClane, Bruce Willis and whatnot. And, it's just, you know, the the character that he brought to the big screen with McLean was somebody who was relatable. Just your everyday average cop caught up in some ridiculous plot like the hostage situation at Nakatoma Plaza and whatnot. It's so good. And his relationship with the cop who I only know from Family Matters. And limo driver. And limo driver. And the limo driver. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Cannot forget him, Gio. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. That's why you're here. And that's why we're all here. (laughs) We love this. But yeah, Die Hard. I'm going to go watch Die Hard tonight, damn it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Die Hard 2. And I, I, for me, it's Die Hard. And then with a vengeance. And then four and then two. I know we're not ranking, but like I love four and putting John so McClane into yeah. 
a modern world with technology and mm-hmm. him going back to the old school cop and like you know you ain't just about to like take over the city with all your technology and your hacking and whatnot and it's just yeah like die, die hard bruce willis we can talk about all sorts of stuff but oh i'm I'll sure it'll get brought back up i'm sure it'll get brought back up for sure yeah um real quick before i bring keith in i want to bring up a comment here this was put in a little bit a little while ago probably because he might have had to bounce out. But Mr. PJ dropped this comment in about Bruce. Uh, the Willis news broke my heart. I've been hearing the stories for a while, as far back as glass. So I knew uh, it was only a matter of time before the news really broke, but still just heartbreaking. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a bummer, you know, because like yeah. Gio said, he's been in our life for so long and he's, he's done so many films and so many great films. Like I see everyone in the chat. I'm going to make sure I highlight all of your guys' comments. Um, so please let, let us know about your favorite movies, maybe your favorite roles. I'm going to bring them up. Um, but he's done so many movies that, you know, connect with so many people, even like small cameos. You know, he like he had a cameo in Ocean's 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he, he's had cameos in movies that he just likes to pop into because he likes being an actor and supporting films and being there for, for people who watch them, uh, which is a really, really big deal. So, um but yeah, but, but before we continue this on, let's go and bring our fourth member of tonight. Absolutely, yeah. Mr., uh, who who definitely has the best experience of all the Bruce Willis stuff more than any of us here, and that is Mr. Keith Barnes. Keith, how you doing, hey. man? What's up, guys? What's going What's on? Somebody made, made it to another Tuesday. What's happening? You made it 25 minutes early. <laughs> Am I that early? I didn't know. I didn't realize. Well, <laughs> we didn't forget you this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. True. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, I, was, I was having camera issues. So I would have, would have been, I've been struggling with my camera for like the last 15 minutes. I finally got it to pop up. So. Oh, well, I'm just glad you have, you know, great connection or a great device to, to give you that great connection. Yes. Yes. Hey, real quick, while we're on the topic of Die Hard, Keith, I don't know if you were old enough at the time. Bruce Willis, Die Hard coming out maybe a few years or a year after. Like, was there a moment you remember or like hype? or reaction in regards to Bruce Willis, like late 80s, early 90s? Because we were all babies at the time. I wasn't <laughs> even born when it came you out. You guys, I was going to say. No, no, I, I meant like me early, early 90s, we were babies, yeah. But, sure, yeah. Sure. No, well, I was a kid. Um, I was, I mean, I was probably, jeez, Die Hard. I, I, I only remember Die Hard from HBO. So I don't really What remember. year did Die Hard come out? Oh, was it 87? 88, 88 maybe? Oh, 88, 89, isn't it? Uh, I think it was no, I wasn't 89. Hold on, let me. You know what's so funny? It doesn't feel dated. 88. I feel like it was, it was 88. Okay. We run a movie podcast. We're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So I was nine years old. So, um, you can't tell me you try to sneak your little ass in there though, Keith. Oh, no, no. I definitely watched it. (laughs) I definitely watched it. Well, this is at a time, right? I think the first, I told you before, the first R rated movie I saw, watched my dad was Aliens the year before. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So that was in that era: Aliens, Predator, RoboCop, all that stuff. So I was, I was nice. watching that stuff as a kid. But, well, but I remembered him from the show Moonlighting, which a lot of people have mentioned. That, yeah, the I was comments, gonna, I, which I had never heard about that. I was going to ask about that, that because show. a lot of people bring it up, and I, I thought it was a movie at first, but it's a show. It was a TV show. Like, so he came from Moonlighting, it. and then he did <laughs> Die Hard, which. Yes. Uh, and so okay, that's so how Samir said this that everyone doubted Bruce. 
can play a, a movie yes. hero because he was coming off of a TV, a TV wow. show. Wow. Okay. And it was like a it was like a romantic. It was him and Sybil Shepherd. Um, and it was like a romantic comedy. I think he was like a detective or or maybe a private detective. Yeah, I was reading about it. Like, yeah, she had a detective agency or something in. Yeah, I don't really. Convinced her to keep it open, but uh, huh. yeah. And I heard they had like a lot Sounds of like sexual Jones. tension and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of like it was. If you can imagine, if if they had gone with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage like doing adventures and stuff, like, sounds like Jessica Jones. That's what it would have been, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how I know. My mom loved that show. I love that show. He loved. It was a great theme song by. Uh, I think maybe. I mean, come on. 80s TV shows had the best theme song. Right. No, 100%. I miss theme songs, to be honest. <laughs> Me too. But I remember seeing Die Hard or seeing ads for it and being like, oh, this is a guy from, this guy from Moonlighting. That's so. funny. And then now look at him. He's the greatest action hero that ever made, ever was made. I mean, between, listen, him, Arnold, Sly, it's those three. Those three guys playing Hollywood. That, oh my God, that is like a tier ranking or bracket ranking mate waiting to be made. Action hero. Oh my God. One. Jason Statham, baby. Pin, pin, put a pin in that. Let's do it. That's a good one. No, we no can do no, 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 no. Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Tom Cruise. Damn. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. One of them, one of them is still doing it, too. Sure. sure Sylvester sure, sure. Stallone, baby. And would you, would you, Statham, The Rock? I think that that. that those, those I mean, guys. as far I as guess resumes it's more modern. go, resumes go, those four have the biggest resumes. I don't sure. know about the oh, rock. Tom, no, 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 sorry. Forget uh, forget Tom Cruise, John claude Van Damme. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, sure. I mean, Might as well throw Steven Seagal in there. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'll take Van Damme over Seagal. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I just – but Die Hard was like – I remember – I understood obviously more. I appreciated it more as I got older. Um, I heard people didn't take it, was, it seriously at first, which is I don't know bizarre. If that's true, because if yeah. you watch it now, it's it's really good. It's a very yeah. It's not just saying it because action, but no, it's actually very good. The story setup is beautiful. The way the story is set up and it's the, it's the way it's paced. I mean, it's it's. I, I tell you guys, anytime you guys for our challenge or, or whatever, you guys watch an older movie that you haven't seen. I remember Jake mentioning it when he saw. Uh, when Harry met Sally, where it's like, well, you know, like you didn't kind of know what to expect, but you watch it, and it was stuff that you say, did you? Oh, I've seen this stuff before, but and you def, you made a point to mention, but that movie when Harry met Sally was like the, blue, the blueprint, right? That was the one. Everybody's I, trying to make the Die Hard, yes, hundred percent, aka the Rock's skyscraper. I you could you <laughs> can, you can make the case for a lethal weapon. A lethal weapon, kind of, yeah. But they're, but they're very different 17. because Die they Hard are. is one and Lethal right. Weapon is two. Right, right, right. The buddy yeah. cop. Kind yes, of thing. So. yes. They, they're very, they are very different. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so just said, real yeah. quick while, while he's talking about that. So to hold like everyone talking about like how Die Hard maybe was received as kind of like a jokey thing. It's an 8.3 on IMDb. It's a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. On yeah. Google, it's 91%. And TV Guide, it's a 72%. Hell yeah. Okay, well, TV guy. Like those other things weren't around when it. That's when it that's came just out. yeah. That came up when I googled Die Hard. That's the ratings. Those are the ratings that came up because it's an older film. But a ninety-four percent of Rotten Tomatoes speaks for itself. It's what? not just the greatest TV action guy? movie. Like the is that TV guy? TV guy? Yeah, TV guy. Yeah. TV guy. Like the channel or wow. like the pamphlet. Those are like <laughs> yeah, when, I, when you Google, Google it. Those Google are just guy. the ones that pop up. So okay, Keith. 
Yeah. Keith, what was the name of the cop that he was talking to in Die Hard? What was his name? The actor's name? The actor? Reginald, yeah, Reginald Bell Johnson. Huh? Reginald Bell Johnson. Thank Can you. you name the character? Because I have the from character uh, Family Matters. Oh, yeah, I have the character name in front of me. Can you name the character? Come on, Keith. Or what's the character's the name? name? Last name. Officer. Uh, no, Sergeant. He's a sergeant. Sorry, sergeant. My... Sergeant Powell. Powell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who was his limo driver? Remember his limo driver? Uh, we were talking about that. I'm trying to uh, find him right now. Hold on. He was in the commercial, that diehard commercial with him. Come on, Jacob. What was the limo <laughs> driver? I don't, I don't know, but I will Argyle. say. Argyle. Argyle. Yeah. As Argyle. somebody who watched Die Hard recently, like meaning recent, like five years ago, whenever Jake challenged me to it, yeah. that relationship with the cop and the back and forth, and so good. that makes the movie like so much deeper than it originally is, you know? Well, like and, Without and, that, like that's my favorite the... part of the movie. And when they get to embrace each other for the first time at the exactly. end of the film, and then the cop goes, they develop a relationship and shoots for talking over walkie talkie. <laughs> well, like, yeah, because so he, cool. he had that thing about he killed a, was he accidentally killed a kid or something like he that? Killed he kid, accidentally yeah. killed a little boy. Yeah. He couldn't, he can't fire his gun anymore. Right. And then at the end, he saves him by firing his gun. Right. Because, because, because the classic action movie trope where one of the villains comes back. Yeah, Thor. Oh, Thor, yeah, yeah. Thor, Thor rose yeah, from Thor. the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, this this is sad news. I was, uh, it's, it's, I same thing as uh, the with PJ that made that comment. I I'd heard about this before, but there was he had something, uh, uh, just like through other shows or other people kind of talking about because he's been doing, he's been doing it. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, Samir, even though you got your Dallas Cowboys star. Um, <laughs> but uh he's been doing these weird movies for a few years now just like yep. just a bunch of i wonder if now it's just because maybe he knew he was going to have to shut it down soon well so just... not not to cut you off again keith but i've been no. wanting to bring this up so these are the most recent projects that he's done so <laughs> some weird stuff he has one out coming coming out or maybe it just came out it's called a day to die um and it got 4.6 on IMDb. Uh, then he has Gasoline Alley, which got a 3.6 on IMDb. American Siege, 3.4. Fortress, 3.5. Deadlock, 3.4. Apex, 3.0. You, you get the point, right? Like, he hasn't done... The last, like, well-known film that he was in was uh, Mother, Motherless Brooklyn, which was the film that Edward oh. Norton directed. Directed, yeah, right. Um, and then before that... that before that uh, was Glass. Yeah. Um, he voiced he voiced himself in the Lego Movie Part Two, um, mm. but the last two films that he has done outside of the straight to video were Motherless Brooklyn, and that was in 2019. So um, it's Did it's you been guys a while. Hear the stories about a couple of the directors that he worked with recently that they started to notice this, like the yeah. when they agreed to do the movie, they didn't know. Right. And yeah. then they started working with him and they were like, what, like what's going on? Like, why did, why did this even happen? Why are we even making this movie? Yeah. And, and just cause it's like, that's not fair. You shouldn't have Bruce Willis do this movie if that's what he's struggling with. Yeah. And to me, it kind of makes sense <clears throat> why he was doing all these movies. Cause like, I'm sure higher profile projects, they kind of probably knew about this. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, he probably just couldn't do those. And that, like, that's not our fault for not knowing that. Like, we didn't know, so we're just like, why is Bruce Willis doing all these weird straight to Redbox movies? And now it kind of all makes sense. Well, it's like to it's, me, yeah. 
Chadwick Boseman, same kind of similar-ish situation. That's true, he's, yeah. He's doing all the stuff nobody knows at all. But he's good. Because even he's, you know, aside from obviously all the big stuff he's done, but he's there's some smaller stuff. Uh, I just noticed one last night. Uh, I didn't catch the name of it that he'd done. Uh, some small, small project. I don't, I have no idea what it was. But Chadwick Boseman, yeah. I, I didn't see what year it was. But, um, but yeah, same thing. I think he just tried to get in as much as he could. It's, yeah. it's a testament to him, obviously, having cancer and doing all the crazy action stuff he was doing. Um, but I was hearing that Bruce Willis, like, he was that he couldn't hear out of one of his there were rumors or, about yeah. his his well-being. Right. And you know, it just it just goes back to, you know, what's commonly said is that, you know, you just be kind to people cuz you never know sure. what they might be going through. What they're through, going through, yeah. You know? and absolutely. You know, it's something that I'm still, you know, working with, you know, as critical as I am of, sure. you know, things that I love in the, you know, that we're all protective of things that we enjoy and whatnot. It's just we never know. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. So, that's all right, Keith. It's been long enough. We gotta talk about Pulp Fiction there because yes, Pulp Fiction. When I think of Bruce Willis, look, I love, I love me some Unbreakable, but when I think of Bruce Willis, I think of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> as weird as it sounds, I grew up watching Tarantino movies and. Pulp Fiction. No wonder you're so effed up. No, I'm just joking. Exactly. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, but Pulp Fiction, like, I seriously remember sitting by myself in my living room as a kid watching Pulp Fiction. Like, my parents just left it on, and I'm like, what, you what kind of household did you and grow I'm up just in? just like, watch, all right, I guess I'm watching Pulp hey. Fiction. And, like, I... All the stuff that happens in that movie with the Bruce Willis character is just crazy. What, what, as a kid, what did you think of that? What did you... I was just like... And there's a lot, there's a specific movies I remember watching like as a kid growing up and that's one of them. And I was just like, well, a lot of it is my first time ever hearing about some of the stuff that was happening or even learning about certain things that were happening in the movie. <laughs> yes. um, sure. And I didn't even know those things existed until I saw them in that movie. But so I was I... just like, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, I know you love Pulp Fiction, Keith. Yes, um, yes I do. And look, we all think of John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, rightfully so, when we think of that movie. But we can't forget about the Bruce Willis character, and that's that's one of my highlights is Pulp Fiction. Butch, Butch, yeah. I don't remember his last name, but Coolidge. Uh, cool, yeah, yeah. Butch, Butch cool. Cool. There you go. Yeah, right, right, right. Good job. Yeah, um, my number one Tarantino. Movie. <laughs> is it? No, Pulp, really? Okay. Pulp Fiction? Yeah. By a mile. Right. Yeah. Not even wow. close to being the best. It's I'm all subjective. Yeah, yeah, so you can make it. A, all make it is definitely not a subjective. Geo, you're wrong. No, there, there's like three or four. Where you What's yours, Jake? I mean, I want to talk about yeah. Tarantino, but now mm-hmm. I got to know. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Me too. Hey, I love Inglo- That's like two or three. By like, that's by like 50 miles. Sorry. Okay. That's a conversation that. for another day. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll save that. We'll save that. But, um, Kill Bill. That's, that's a bracket waiting to happen. Kill Bill. Hey, he was in what's it um, called? What's that movie he did with Robert Rodriguez? And there's two of them. It's like Planet a, Terror. So Bruce Willis is in that too. So there Planet Terror. He's in Planet Terror, baby. <laughs> I've seen that too. Oh, sorry. I, I'm tripping. Uh, Jackie Brown. What am I doing? Uh, Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah. I only, Jack. I only course. had time to yeah. watch one Bruce Willis movie last night, and the only the one I watched was uh, the Last Boy Scout. I just that, I had to watch. I've I've never I seen the last. Love Boy the Scout. Last Boy Scout. Hey. Oh, really, Jake? Yeah. Listen. 
Get on it. Yep. ASAP. Yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Well, uh, I'm in I'm in the middle of watching 12 Monkeys right now. It's I saw tw- I have no memory of is it time travel, I think. Is there some kind of weird Yeah, like yeah. major and Brad Pitt's in it, so why not? Yeah. With last boy scout, it's 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 his uh, on screen chemistry with Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne. The, yeah, the two of them. Dude, that opening scene is crazy. <laughs> but uh Tony Scott directed that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, t- yeah, Jake, you gotta get on that next. Uh I mean all fiction is like you said, Travolta, Sam Jackson, like those are the two and all their dialogue. That's the standout stuff. Bruce Willis, right after that, like that story is the craziest one. Obviously, don't forget about Uma Thurman, too. And Uma, for sure, Obviously. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, maybe her, you know, her story might be the craziest, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> between those two, it's nuts. But what he does, I love, I love Bruce Willis in this movie because. And just to jump ahead to the crazy stuff. I mean, he goes back to his apartment, sees what's going on there. He hits, uh, he shoots Travolta, hits. Uh, Spoiler. Hey, hey, spoiling this. Uh, I got a moment. 30 years old. <laughs> what is it? 25 like, years old or something? 28 <laughs> years old? No, 35 years old. Uh, 20. Who's 90? 90, 94. Can you, can, you tell, can you tell me what year Pulp Fiction came out? 94. 94. Shut up, Keith. Yes. <laughs> Come on, not that one, five no. years old. <laughs> I was I was two, baby. That's, I was gonna say that's the same age as you. I was um, a baby. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, and Jacob was watching it. Meanwhile, he, he yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, he was watching know. it in diapers. What the? <laughs> F? I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but I love he he's got my favorite arc in the movie because you see what he's having that fight or that pawn chop. It's terrible. I'm not gonna get into it, but he's. He has a chance to get away, and he goes back. He didn't have to go back. This man, yeah. Fing Rings, is trying to kill him, and he actually he turns and goes back to save the guy that was trying to kill him. It's Marcellus the, Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. It's the most heroic. It's one of the most heroic things in any movie I've seen. It's it's amazing, and he. I love the weapons he's choosing. Yeah, you look at it. They're he all Grand Theft Auto. Yes. They're all Grand Theft Auto weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a what? He gets a chainsaw, and then he picks up a, a bat. And then he gets the sword, and he goes with the sword, and he goes down there. And obviously, we still see what what is happening, unfortunately, to being ranged down there. But um, yeah, it's a it's it's the most heroic part of that movie. I love his story. I love his arc in that movie. It's so good. Step aside, Butch. Yeah. Bang. yeah. Um. So one, I've only ever seen Pulp Fiction once. <gasps> oh wow. Okay. Two. Uh, I'm going to bring up a bunch of comments from our viewers here because uh, I did ask everybody to put their favorite um, Let's do it. movie in in the chat. So Andy said it's basic, but Pulp Fiction, rightfully sure. so. Curtis, uh, Zed's Dead Baby. Does anybody know what Zed's Dead Baby <laughs> Zed's is? Zed's Dead Baby. That's Zed's uh, dead. Pulp Fiction, yeah. <laughs> That's his last line in that movie. Um, I, thought, I thought it said Zod. Uh, oh, she's uh, Samir said underrated performance in Sixth Sense. Absolutely. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, John, here's his three Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, and Sin City, which we have not talked about yet. Love Sin City. Um, and then uh, Gordon says, Kill Bill. Stardew says, 12 Monkey and Looper. Oh, Looper. So yeah, Looper. Looper is awesome. Oh, good. yeah, I forgot about Looper. Yeah. We'll get yeah, to right. Looper. Can we real quickly touch on his collaborations with M. Night? 
Uh, let me let me get these comments and we'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. Go ahead. Uh, John Boo says Moonrise Kingdom. Um, oh, Stardew again, Fifth Element and Die Hard franchise, and Mercury Rising, which John Boo's also says Mercury Rising is probably the favorite. Such a solid '80s film. And Samir, I'm with you, but Armageddon, my man. Well, I like Armageddon. Armageddon is gold. Armageddon, gold. I don't care Love what Armageddon. anybody says, man. Love it. Love and it. then, uh, oh, Tim Franco stops by. Here we go. Uh, not my fave, but I think he's great in Death Becomes, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her. Comedy. <laughs> I forgot about uh, that movie. And then Nussbaum yeah. here stepping in finally. Pulp Fiction, Over the Hedge, 12 Monkeys, Look Who's Talking. Oh, Over the Hedge, that's right. Four. Look oh, Who's Talking. Sad. Didn't he voice the dog or something? Or he did or the voice. Baby? Yeah. Yeah. Baby. Oh, oh, that's right. Baby. That's yeah, right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Which also and John Travolta is also in Look that. Who's, yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Ali Christie. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick. I liked him as the original Joe. In <laughs> he had the best part of that movie. I didn't like that. That, yeah, that was a fun, though. fun yeah, role for him. Yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. best part of that movie. Is that the one where Channing Tatum dies, right? Like right at the beginning? Oh, yes. oh my God. <laughs> Stupidest yeah. move. That, you're yeah. going to kill Duke? You're going to kill Stupid Duke. Move. When yeah. him morons. and Dwayne The Rock Johnson had such good chemistry at the beginning of the movie. But you morons. Like, why? <laughs> condolences to that franchise. Because... I know, right? They could have, yeah. That was... Um, anyway uh yeah geo so bruce willis and m night Shyamalan, go for it i mean i was actually going to refer to jacob because like he's i mean like (laughs) unbreakable unbreakable, other than pulp fiction unbreakable is my favorite bruce willis movie it's Uh, might be pulp fiction and unbreakable i i watched unbreakable as a kid plenty of times but like when you're a kid you don't really understand going on i rewatched it as an adult though and such a great movie so like good. it is so and especially i watched it like after like the mcu had got started and all that stuff and it, it was so ahead of its time it, it, it ties into all the comic book stuff and the hero and the villain and another sam jackson uh bruce willis glass uh, movie yeah, glass. um and i just yeah, I I love Unbreakable. It's so underrated, and it's the reason why I always I'm always rooting for M Night. Look, he's made some terrible movies, but like yeah. I'm always holding out that the next one could be good. And uh, but the last one he did wasn't. What was that one? The one on the beach? Old Beach. Um, oh, it's called Old. Oh, oh, oh. It wasn't that good. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that good. But, uh, but yes, absolutely Unbreakable. I I don't love the Sixth Sense as much as most people. But I obviously, which I am absolutely shocked about, by the yeah, way. Really, I mean, it's, yeah, it right. shocks me. It's an all timer, uh, horror wise, but it's not one of my favorites necessarily. Was like, it I spoiled prefer, for you? I prefer Unbreakable. Over. Did, did it get spoiled for you before you saw it? Uh, no, because I watched it when I was super young, so yeah. I didn't really like okay. it. I didn't know what the movie that was. What the hell were your parents doing letting you watch these movies <laughs> when you were super young? Hey, like, look, no. I had no. Uh, <laughs> I had no like discipline or what's it called? Nobody no. was watching discipline. me. Discipline. Hey, <laughs> some of us grew up. Hey, all you kids <laughs> out there with your smartphones and TVs, and your we grew up with one TV in the house, and we saw whatever the they wanted to watch or like right. whatever VHS was laying around. Yeah, yeah. So hey, but real quick, like Unbreakable, like M Night, what he did before the comic book was even a genre in hollywood like the origin of a superhero and sort of exploring somebody who's 
slowly discovering his powers and coming to terms with it and how it affects his family. I think back to that scene where his son, a kid, pointing a gun and ready to shoot his father point blank. And it's just like, you know, Bruce Willis as the father, David Dunn, he's like, put that damn gun down, you know, and the kid is like, no, you're a superhero. You're, you're it. I, I, I just trust me. And yeah. like the tension, like M night was just in his bag in that movie, man. And just like the relationship between David Dunn and Mr. Glass and yeah. the theme. Oh my, it's just, it, it's so incredible. Well, man. speaking of Tarantino, he described that movie best. Cause I think he loves that movie. And he said it, it's a, it's a Superman story. But, sure, but Superman doesn't know that he's Superman, right? So, uh, and like like you said, Jacob's movie was ahead of its time. And mm-hmm. if you watch trailers for that, it they marketed it like it's like they try to make it look like the Sixth Sense because the Sixth Sense was, <laughs> was such a huge hit. And I remember yeah. this at the time, and so they they tried to make it like it was this thriller. Uh, this I remember that. Story. Like and I don't remember that. the marketing being like the movie at all. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, and that's what it suffered from. It's the same thing. You know, it's going, I, I say this all the time, going back to Tarantino again, but I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Jackie Brown. They try to make Jackie Brown look like it was Pulp Fiction and it's not, you know, I think people were expecting the sixth sense when they go see Unbreakable and it's a very slow, uh, it's a slow grind, but you, if you said it's a superhero origin story, which I think a lot of people, they didn't know. Hollywood didn't know what, that was at the time. I think this was yeah. pre or maybe right around the time of maybe of X-Men. Uh, it was 2000, right? I think Unbreakable, maybe 2000. I believe so, yeah. So, yeah. So, they didn't know what that was. Like, you know, but it's, I, I think it's his best movie. Um, it's, it's, it's up there, man. Man, if I could just, you know, real quick, give some love to The Sixth Sense, you know, like yeah. you guys were classified as a horror movie, right? It's very much a horror movie, um, in my opinion. I mean, just so many things about that movie creep me out. I mean, think about the girl in the tent throwing up, and you know what what the caretakers do to her, and uh, uh, Misha Martin from the OC. Yeah, all, all yeah. that, all that <laughs> crap, and just like wow, I forgot that that's he, her. <laughs> would you guys agree that M Night defined the twist in a movie? Like maybe I'm maybe I'm too young, but like, well, yeah, I don't know about defined, but maybe he repopularized it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely. repopularized it. He he gave it the definition that it is today with yeah. with a, a twist and a movie. And just right. Bruce Willis, like he's a little bit, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? He's 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 a little bit reserved, you know, not not the John McClane or the uh, you know whatever the Last Boy Scout, whatever you know, up until that point, you know. And it's not until the very end where he's just you're really discovering all of it through his eyes and his acting and his performance. And just, you know, like, Oh my God, like I'm dead. And glass, not the movie glass, but glass and unbreakable is one of the best villains. Like he, his store, like the stuff where he's planning all the disasters and all that, trying to find the other super powered beings. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's, Great. I have uh, just to well, first of all, let me just say I I had no idea. Uh, I just went and saw Glass um, because people were raving. I saw it late. Like, didn't we all? I thought we all went and watched it. 
or some of I, us did. No, Wait, I, not I, class. I caught it on Sorry. VOD. Uh, split. Excuse me. Not class. Split. I, mean, I went and saw Split late. We all saw Glass together. Uh, yes, we did. That was, eh. That was uh, disappointing. Very yeah. disappointing. I didn't hate it, but just it was very good. But Split. No, Split. Split. split was awesome. I love Split. I had no idea that. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> so I was like, it was a theater. There was maybe 10 people in that theater when I saw it. I actually jumped out of my seat and went, <gasps> What? Same, and I remember people sitting in front of me turning around, and be like, "What are you talking yes, about?" I'm like, same. you don't know. <laughs> I remember, like the night before I saw it, my roommates, my my brother and my sister, they were they were watching Unbreakable, and I'm like, "Why are you guys watching Unbreakable?" I had no fucking clue. They just came back from watching Split. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, they didn't tell you. <laughs> I had yeah. no clue. Man, yeah. but that was I the think, twist in Split. Yeah. Was that it's connected to Unbreakable? That blew hey, me away. I thought hey, that was uh, one of the best endings I've ever. I was like, "Hey, no. Jake, totally changed that movie." How amazing is Armageddon? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the last. I mean, there's obviously a bunch, but that's like the last major one we kind of need to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like it was in the height of Bruce Willis, right? He was kind of the guy, and he plays that type of role. It's it's, it's not John McClane, but it's very John McClane like. Um, but he has a father in this film, right? To live Tyler and, and Ben Affleck is, uh, you know, with his daughter without him knowing. And they have to go on this supersized mission to space. And uh, that that conversation at the end of the film with oh. Liv Tyler over the intercom uh, and Ben Affleck, uh, where he has to listen. And, you know, he's basically saying, you got to you got to take care of my girl. Like I'm getting chills right now. Just fucking. I don't even about, know like, why people consider Armageddon a bad movie, dude. Like, it is Michael so Bay. freaking good. It is so simple. freaking good. I don't care if it's the most inaccurate thing on the planet Earth. It is one. Of, it is. It is. It is just. It is so good. It is. And we acknowledge movie. that. Come so on. we acknowledge that's what I'm saying. That. Exactly. That's what it is. You can. They. Exactly. It's because you know it's it's a very but it's it, a blockbuster. It's so it's very good. Like it's. It, yeah, you're right. It, you, you acknowledge some of the silly stuff. Once you get past that, it's very good. Like all the characters, they do a great job of setting up all the characters and making you care about everyone, like to the point where yeah, you're you're crying at the end. <laughs> Incredible ensemble. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say like we hadn't had an ensemble like that like during that during that time in a block. Fire off. Who, who's a part of it? it? It's Michael Clark Duncan, Will Patton, Clark Duncan, Owen Wilson. Uh, ben Affleck, Billy ben Bob Affleck. Thornton, Liv oh, Tyler, 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 Steve Buscemi, William Fitchner, Michael oh. or Peter Stormare. Yes, right, Peter Stormare, Keith Rose, David, right. yeah. Chris Ellis, Jason Isaacs. Oh, Jason Isaacs, that's right. Like, oh, he's Jason Isaacs, he's that English scientist who got yeah. the yeah. He's right. the smartest man on the planet. You might yeah. want to listen to him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow, realize. Oh man, oh, no, wow, but yeah. like. <laughs> If I could say, like Bruce Willis was perfectly cast for that role because he plays the the blue collar workers so well, and just like you, you partially believe it, like you suspend disbelief because it's Bruce Willis and what he brings. Oh yeah, Aerosmith movie, and yeah, Aerosmith. That I mean, song, man, uh, <laughs> is classic. I don't want to close my... Love Michael, just on a side note, Michael Bay will never have a three-film run like he did during this time. 1995, Bad Boys. 1996, The Rocks. 1998, Armageddon. Yep. 
What was his next movie after that? What was it? 2001, was... Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. I okay. But, like Pearl but, Harbor. Which <laughs> but, but then he came back and he did 2003, Bad Boys 2. 2005, The Island, which is highly underrated. I yeah. like The Island. And then 2007, Transformers King. Yeah, the Island. Yeah. Let's Although I... <laughs> I will say, real quick, I, I will I say. Know. Johansson, you McGregor, come on. Come on. Will, so good. The only time I get to say it, like, well, if we talk about ambulance later this month, but the last hour of Pearl Harbor, I don't fantastic. care what you say. Fantastic. I agree. Look, fantastic. I like Fighting. Pearl Harbor. I, Jacob, I I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Jacob. Josh I'm Hartnett? Come on now. Hartnett, yeah. Is it Kate Beckinsale? Yes. Oh, dude. How could dude. you not be in love with Kate Beckinsale uh, in that movie? Come on. Yeah. Um, um, I want to do a quick one quick movie that nobody else will care about, but sure. Alpha Dog. Look, it's he <gasps> plays uh, Emil Hirsch's dad in Alpha Dog. Oh, my movie. God. And oh, wow. I love Alpha Dog. Wait, I just, didn't I challenge that to you? Not, not to me. You challenged Brian because uh, Brian hadn't seen it. Yeah. And I look, I forgot I grew he was up, an Alpha Dog. I lived in in Palm Springs, um, like up until I was in, in high school. And that that's where all that stuff happens. Hard. And it's based, isn't it? I thought it was based on true events. Wasn't it? It's, it is based on true events. Yeah. And dude, what a real um, character is jo- Justin Timberlake plays a real character. Right. Yeah. So Holy Anton shit. Yelchin. So that was my first experience to Anton Yelchin, which right. is great in the movie. And what happens to his character is crazy in that movie. The ending of that film is incredibly and i just heard, I look, to watch it bruce willis doesn't have a huge role in the movie but he has an effective role he plays emil hirsch's dad who's emil hirsch's character is an a-hole in this movie um and he plays his dad which like bruce willis is very like like he's good in that role like he played you gotta That's, see it to that is dad. that is a movie yeah. that i would if nobody has seen i would I would absolutely challenge everyone to watch that movie. Is a movie, right? There. Would you that say, Jake, that film. that movie is kind of scary in a way because it's like, oh my, this really happened. So like, I yeah. never want to be involved in that situation. Like, it's kind of scary, to be honest. For adolescents yeah. who maybe don't have a great, you know, parent parental guidance at home, uh, mm-hmm. if you watch it, it it could freak you the hell out. It could yeah. freak you the hell out. Like, like, like that. There's, you know, what's crazy is stuff right. happens like that every single day that's what's terrifying about it yeah it was the first movie i ever saw amanda seafried in too remember she plays the girlfriend Mm -hmm. yeah no way yeah the girl yeah it's 2006 geo is when it came out i remember watching that i remember renting it from blockbuster when blockbuster was still alive um and watching it i remember watching it it's just (laughs) it's such a small budget movie so that's why i'm surprised that bruce willis is in it i have it Back then, it was cool that he agreed to be in that. Jacob, you had you not seen uh, Mean Girls before that? Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it was still. I feel like Mean Girls was still high profile, but um. But Thank man. you. Oh man. Okay. Sorry. Can, wait, 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 hold on. Wait. wait. Oh, I was Let's gonna say best Justin Timberlake performance ever in Alpha Dog. By the way. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, Would you agree, Jake? Best movie performance. I don't know, man. He's had some really good ones. I thought he was like- great in so- oh, yeah. the social network. No, 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 I'm saying he's great. He's great in the film, but he's I think that's my some- favorite role. By he's had some really, really good performances. Yeah. Can we? Uh, I, I know we're getting close on time. Can we rapid fire through some that we? I mean, well, John Keith was going to mention something. What were, what were we going to mention, Keith? John Vu's literally yeah, was right there. Seconds oh, away. The whole nine yards. The whole yeah. nine yards. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this movie. 
one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, him, Matthew Perry, uh, uh, Lake Bell, he, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, just this legit one of my favorite movies. Um, it's, it's so funny. He plays a hitman who moves in uh, next door <laughs> to uh, Matthew Perry and his wife, played by uh, Arquette. Um, Patricia. Patricia. No, I think it's uh, Rosanna. I think it's Rosanna. It's one of them. You might be right. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think it's Rosanna. Hold on. I, I need to know this. <laughs> uh, Rosanna. I'm sorry, Rosanna. Is it Rosanna? Okay. okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, corrected. Oh, Kevin Pollack. That's right. Kevin Pollack <laughs> is the yeah. mob boss that he used to work yeah. with. Uh, yeah. It's such a, it's so funny. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I have a really quick story. It's my favorite story that I heard about Bruce Willis because people you know, called him difficult. I was watching the behind the scenes because I had the DVD in this movie because I love it. Michael Clark Duncan was telling a story about how um, on set, like, you know, they're shooting the movie and he never spoke to Bruce Willis at all. He just didn't talk to him. Uh, hmm. So one day Bruce came up to him and was like, hey, man, what's up? And uh, I think this was, I mean, this was after, I don't know, it was before or after Armageddon. I think it was before. Um, I think this movie came out in 98. Jimmy? It was It was after. Jimmy the Tulip. Was it after? Really? Okay. This was 2000. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, well, he said he never spoke to him. Um, and so Bruce came up to him and was like, hey, man, how come you never talk? We worked together before. How come you never talk to me uh, when, when you see me? And he was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I heard you were kind of difficult and you were kind of difficult to work with and people shouldn't talk to you or anything like that. So I just kind of just keep my distance. And he was like, uh, well, have I ever been mean to you or anything, anything like that, man? He's like, no. He's like, okay, well, from now on, when you see me, will you please talk to me? <laughs> and he's like, okay. Cool. He said they were best of friends after that ever since. Like it was it was a good story to hear about Bruce Willis. So yeah, I love love the whole nine yards. I love it. The second one, whole ten yards, awful, terrible. <laughs> that terrible I, that's what I've heard. I've n- I haven't seen the whole ten yards. It's the worst, but no, the whole nine yards is great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, did you guys have any other movies you guys wanted to bring up? I mean, oh. there's there's a bunch we haven't even mentioned. <laughs> if, if, there's there's a lot we haven't mentioned, but the one that I wanted to mention just quickly, don't have to say much about it as I pull it up. Well, f- well, actually, it was brought up quickly earlier. Looper is one that I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring uh, that up if they didn't bring it up in the To me, chat, it's one yeah. of the best time travel films that was that's ever been made, personally. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I also have a lot of fun with Red. So Red, man. I never finished that movie. I've never seen the whole thing. What I've seen is pretty good. Yeah, they made a sequel too. Mm. I, I think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we all love Bruce Willis. I was before you hopped on, Keith. I was saying that, like, you know, when we were kids, it was all about the movie star. And I don't, yeah. I can't think of a bigger star when I was growing up than Bruce Willis. I mean, there's guys that were maybe on his level, but I can't think of a bigger movie star like '90s, early 2000s than Bruce Willis. So this this hits home for all of us. We all grew up watching him in one way or another. So it's definitely tough and it kind of, kind of makes things make sense now. Um, but look, there's no way, easy way to end this conversation. Um, we're going to continue to love Bruce Willis movies. And it won't be the last we talk about it. Either. No, not at all. And I'm going to go back and watch some of the stuff I haven't seen. Cause th- that's what th- I actually want to watch moonlighting. Like I, re- <laughs> I want to watch the show. I don't know where to find it, but <laughs> I'm going to try to find a way to watch moonlighting and just, um, catch some of those movies that I hadn't seen of his, and I'm sure we're all going to do the same. 
Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Apocalypse Now. Thank you, Geo, Keith, Jake, for uh, getting into this conversation with me. Thank you to all the viewers. Um, too many of you to name, but we truly, truly appreciate you guys coming by and hanging out with us, having this conversation and dropping some of your favorite Bruce Willis moments and about all the other stuff we talked about, too. Um, before we get out of here, I'll let the guys say bye and where you can find them online. I'll start with Gio Ramos. Yeah, well, obviously on here, Apocalypse Movies, um, the Halo series on Thursday. If you haven't seen the Halo series yet on Paramount+, Plus, I highly recommend it. The first two episodes are out. Check it out. might be worth your time. And then check out our after show that we do on Thursdays, myself and Sean Weinblade and company. And I have my own channel, uh, Fandom United, where I talk about you know other movie stuff that I'm really passionate about. A lot of Warner Brothers and DC. So look out for that stuff. Awesome. And Jake Berlin. Uh, quickly, you can find me here all the time doing all kinds of crazy things. POV multiple times a week, Sundays uh, at 6 o'clock Pacific for anything Schmodown related. And then I do a little show called The Whiskey Jedi, where I talk whiskey, I talk Star Wars, I talk Marvel, I talk whatever the hell I want. So thank you so much. Damn. Awesome. And Keith Barnes. I want to find the other Qui-Gon, Jake. Shake him down. With the, the, the one with the one end. I found him. He doesn't tweet very much, but I, I can't do anything about it. Hold on. Can you find the guy who has the <laughs> Jacob Bartley Twitter handle? Because it's literally <laughs> blank. Zero followers, zero nothing. And I looked into it. Twitter won't do anything about it. It's me. Yes. I have the other Jacob Bartley account. I'm not going to uh, hold Can on I to buy it from you? 100 bucks. Come on. <laughs> I just want my regular name. Come on. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at KeithBarn79. Um, there's a lot of Keith Barnes out there, too. That, that blows me away. But um, you can find me on there at KeithBarn79. See me and Jacob on Bartley and Barnes. Uh, we've got a new episode. Should be Probably coming next up soon. week. Yeah, next yeah, yeah, week. yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, we're going to recap all the stuff from last month. And a lot of a lot of big sports stuff, too, that we have to talk about, too. So uh, yes. check us out there. And uh, you can see me with Gio with his hand raised sometimes on his channel. Family United, Gio. Hey, so I, I gotta show. <laughs> I just looked up the Qui Gon. Look, oh. Look at the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Wow. Oh, he went to LSU, huh? All right. Wow. Now everyone's gonna spam him and say, "Give up the name. <laughs> Give up the name." <laughs> It's funny to me because I remember when we decide when Jake decided that was going to be his Twitter handle. Like it was a big debate, like what your Star Wars name was going to be. So, so that was cool. Um, and you you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Barley eight two four. Look, I don't mind that Twitter handle because it's the two Kobe numbers at the end of my name. So that's fine if I can't change it. But uh, but yes, and of course here on Apocalypse Movies, Apocalypse Now every Tuesday at seven p.m. Thank you all for watching again. We truly appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Ooh, snare.